Okay, it's your boy. I'm back with another episode of Smoking Mirrors. I'm here with my two homies. See money. Hey. Hey, it's Valeria. What's up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they nervous. My I, first guest. I'm not nervous. Valerio is. And we was over here discussing a, a serious topic. Um, how can you stop poverty? We want to eliminate poverty. That's our goal, people. How are we going to do it? And, um, well, I'll give you a backstory. They was talking about it, and I was just being nosy. So I just wanted to say... Typical. See? Um, so I just want to say... How the heck are you gonna stop it? So you know they are very intelligent. You know they're very articulate. You know, you know. Um, so can you carry on? Like, so what is your suggestion for stopping poverty? So I did not go very deep into it as Valerio did. My initial thought was because the organization we work for, we have uh, sustainable development goals, and one of the seventeen goals is eliminating poverty. And an organization of this side, I chose size. I chose the easy way out. It's easy to donate food to food banks, um, get together packing events, and where we pack these these meals and we send them to the organizations that need them. But Valerio uh, kind of knocked me down and basically shoved it out of the way. So we're gonna let her tell her topic, her her feedback on this. So um, I'm a firm believer in the way to get out of poverty is education. And I say that knowing fully well that the current system that we live in wants people that are poor to stay uneducated. Hmm. That being said, um, I thought the company should give money to teenagers, specifically seniors who are... um, or I think they would be juniors, who would be applying for college. Because when you apply to college, you have an application fee. And it's usually $100, somewhere around there. And they always tell you all the school counselors apply to more than one. So for a working class family or for a family that is working paycheck to paycheck, shelling out $300 to $500 is not doable and can prevent smart, intelligent students from actually applying to college or even discourage them from even going. So why don't we as a company pay their fees? Because you can't, a regular person who works nine to five, works 70 hours a week, can still be poor and be just one paycheck away from being thrown out of their place mm-hmm. and on the street. Especially with multiple kids. Yeah. Too. And in our area where it's extremely expensive to live, there are a lot of families that are working paycheck to paycheck. So let's help these individuals who do want to be educated to learn more to hopefully help others get to the next step in life, which is college. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, so this would be adding a resource per se. So what would be some of the, the criteria for this? 
would you have to make a certain amount of money? Because should we implement this, they're going to ask, you know, well, well, how do you want to do this? How do you choose who we pay for? How do you not choose? Who do you tell no? Um, what would be the criteria for us to, to do that? Should it be accepted? I think it should be perhaps speaking to schools and regarding children that are on free lunch programs. Mm. Um, I don't think it should just be kids that are on roll students or that not. because if you want to go to college, you should go to college. Mm -hmm. And just because you didn't get good grades in high school doesn't mean you're dumb. Um, so I would suggest we just reach out to schools Mm -hmm. around here um, that specifically probably counselors because they would know their students that ha are on the school lunch program because those are the kids that oftentimes only have one meal to eat and that is their, their meal at school. Mm -hmm. So reach out to them, see which students are applying to college and see how many there are and maybe we can help them out. I feel real stupid right now. Cause when I was listen, when I was listening to y'all y'all um, conversation, you know, like they said, you should uh, shouldn't eavesdrop because you get half of the story. Cause I thought y'all were talking about <laughs> in general, so I didn't even know y'all were talking about like the organization you have, um, the organization you work for, yeah. doing something yeah. for um for for to trying to I guess not end poverty but mm -hmm. chip at poverty, so have the fight against poverty. So with the so Social Responsibility Committee, we have a set amount of ridiculous money. But the caveat for us is we can only use it for donations. We can only make charitable donations. So it's easy for us to make a donation to a food bank to get them more food to help maybe someone not be hungry as far as implementing it for um, college applications. I love the idea. I just know that we're going to be asked, how are you going to do it? What's the criteria? It has to be, it has to serve as a donation. You know, who's going to spend the time to show them how to complete these college applications? It's just a red tape, basically, I think. Mm, interesting. I mean, so it's not really any poverty. It's playing your part in the fight against poverty. So the goal it specifically says eliminating poverty and it says imagine year 2030 if we work now to put these 17 goals into progress 2030 may look a little different so essentially i don't think that it can ever be ended we can't touch all ends of the world however it's a global company we can reach quite a bit of people okay so me being devil's advocate because um like Corinna said, education is the one of the key elements mm -hmm. of, of ending poverty, and I 100 um, percent behind that. But do you believe? Do you think that there's there's more to it? It's not just education because we have we have a lot of people that are educated, but they're still not they are still financially illiterate. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we have you know professors working three or four jobs and they they giving you they have they they have courses with uh business and how to build business and they can give you the fundamental part of it mm -hmm. but they don't own a business themselves Correct. so 
there's have to be a, a missing underlying tone to it. It's, it's gonna have to be more than just education. This is the way I think. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think education is the key. But we, it has to be some type of workforce element of understanding money and um, exchange and goods and trades and stuff that way of learning how to actually make money in order to really um, have a, a, a fight against poverty. Because I think to eliminate poverty, that's, that's a big task because you have to start at the top and that's government. It was designed to be against you. Exactly. We got to try to infiltrate okay. it away. Uh, some type of way to infiltrate it. It, it. it was designed to be against most people. And again, it goes back to education. If those resources are not there and you're stuck in one environment, how do you know that like everybody don't have the, the sense to, okay, well, it has to be better. Let me do my research. People don't think like that. You know, so it starts with school. You know, you have to incorporate these uh, money, what do you say, money management? Something? Money management, yeah. Uh, things that apply to life, not outdated or archaic curriculum that does not. When the last time I used Pythagorean theorem? What the fuck is that? When did, when did I use it? I learned it in 11th grade, but when, when up until, and I'm 33. When the when what what do, what no, the fuck do I apply that to like right now? What have you used it, Valeria? Nope. And she's the smart one of the group, by the way. I want to make a note all of that. Smart. And she's never used it. I've never used it. I don't. I don't. I can't explain Omar's face right now, but I don't think. Because <laughs> I'm like puzzled. I'm complex. Like okay, but let me give you some breakdown. Um, we we do have some highly educated women in Rome. Um, we have uh, Miss Karina. She has. A, she's a lawyer. She's a has a law degree. Yes. Don't she hold it against me. I celebrate <clears throat> her. I'm proud of her. Um, and we have Miss Public School Education. Woo! She lying. <laughs> she just go to school for fun and just get degrees for fun. Um, I like to she learn. She's a nerd. No, to, education and knowledge is your light out. I believe that. Okay. The more you know, the more you can do. Okay. So break down your degrees. Oh yeah. Um. Why do I gotta do that right now? I mean, you know. <sighs> Where do I start? The first one. <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree in criminology, law and society. Master's degree in criminology. Goal is to have a JD in criminology, and there's various other certificates. I have a bachelor's degree in decision making. Excuse me, say what? You have a what? A JD Juris Doctor. Yeah. So basically, oh, once me. I finish, you gotta call me Doctor. I even want my son to call me Doctor Mom. Okay. And a bachelor's degree in digital filmmaking, various other certificates, bookkeeping, regular shit. So, as you can see, they are very highly educated. Um, she got a little hood in her too. You know. Oh, it's a lot of hood. They keep trying to uh, knock my street cred. They don't want it to come out. I know the mob. But uh, I mean, I feel like I think the the fight against poverty is another ended fight. I think mm -hmm. it's like a fight against racism. Mm -hmm. It's never gonna. It's a fight. We can win battles, um, but the world is just like it's gonna be eternal. The way it's structured, I feel like we live in a, a capitalist city. This where it's about. Um, it's all about money, finances, and they they get us by divide. You divide, you conquer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and some people are living in poverty, don't realize it because it doesn't matter how much money, how, how much money you make is how much you save, how much you can mm. keep. 
So even if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, but you live in check your check, you one check away from being broke again. You're you're poor if you're living paycheck. So to it's all about perspective and mind frame at the end of the day. But I believe that in the beginning, like you said, for the kids, it's it's important to it's I think it's it's different levels of it. From the kids' standpoint, education is everything. We have to instill our kids with knowledge and 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 give them the uh I mean, encourage them to, like, you can be whatever, shoot for the stars. Especially in a lot of the minorities community, the, the bar is low for some reason. Um, when you when you interact with, like, um, like our, our Asian, the Asian community or the Middle Eastern community, the bar is so high, but um, minorities, the bar is kind of low. And we need to push that bar up for, for our kids and let them know that they can do it. And also, even for the ones that's in their 20s and their 30s that they feel like they, they messed up, um, they can still turn it back around. But it, we need it. It's like a community. And you have to uplift one another. You have to be able um, to have a, a nice team. With, because at the end of the day, like they said, you are you are the person. You, you are the pe- you are the people that you have around you, mm-hmm. if that makes Agreed. sense. Mm-hmm. Agree. So you need that. You need your G five. You need a, a, a start, a, a group, a team that's on the same page. That's even even doing better than you, um, smarter than you, educated than you, have more money because they're the ones going to help pull you up. What you say? I said, and a couple holes in the stable, but I didn't want to interrupt. Well, you know, making valid see, points I told right you, now. I told you, see, and um. And I think that's important, and, and sometimes it's hard to break those relationships for people who's not moving there. Yeah. And I'm not even saying turn your back on them, but you got to let them know that, that this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You can come, but you're going to have to um, you gotta do your part as well. And I feel like that is the best way to have, the, to have our fight, you know, chip at poverty. And because and, also you, you got to look at success because people have a different frame of success. Some people think about just a bunch of money, mm-hmm. but it's all about, all about perspective. What is success for you? Living comfortable, chilling with your family. So you have to define that, mm-hmm. what it means to you as well. But it all starts back by giving back from like what Karina said, one, doing with the kids, because I'm a big advocate about motivating kids and, 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 and talking to kids. Because it's, it's plenty of kids that I have interacted with. And I say, what you want to be when you grow up? And they say something. A football player. Well, not even that. It's just sometimes they'll be like, well, I want to. Um, like I spoke to this little girl. And she said she wanted to be a, 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 a nurse. Aww. And I was like, that's cool. But why don't you want to be a doctor? Yeah. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? So it's. A lot of times, even this morning, when they say, I just want to be a police officer. What kind of police officer? You just look at the street cop or you mm-hmm. want to be that detective? So we got to also spark, put the seed in the kid's head and then also water that seed so it can blossom. Um, because if we don't, you know, nine times out of ten, their influence is going to be for something from something negative because, you know, negative is always look more impression. You know, it's more impression. But I don't know. That's my perspective. How do you feel about it? I agree, and I think that it's important to to vocalize. It's it's okay to outgrow people. You know, you mentioned you're starting your you're starting five. It's good to have a starting five, but if one is lagging behind and it's clear, 
that they don't want to change, you have to be okay with yourself and not feel bad. I've outgrown it, you know, so this is where I'm going. When you're ready, then, then you know, I, it's no ill will, you know, but this situation, I, I've moved on. So I, I'm going to go and do this, and when you're ready, I'm going to help bring you up. It's okay to outgrow people. I think people, you know, you guys are my close friends, and I'm going to make it big. I'm going to bring you all along, but if there's, like, resistance in the chain, like, okay, you go do what you have to do, get that out of your system, by this time, I'm going to be up here, and then I'll, I'll still bring you up, but don't, don't let anyone else hold you back. You don't want to forget people, but you don't want to allow people to hold you back, and you should have people in your circle that understand that. I get it. Go do what's best for you. I think that, I forget where I read this. But we oftentimes forget that people who truly love us mm -hmm. want us to succeed. People who truly care want you to be happy and to do well in your life. And anybody who prevents you from doing that does not love you. Mm -hmm. And why would you have somebody in your life that doesn't love you? And sometimes that person can be your best friend. Sometimes it could be... A sibling obviously it's gonna be harder to cut out a sibling but you have to manage your boundaries with those individuals I think and especially in minority communities where it's all about family um, which I think is a strength in minority communities you do sometimes have these um, aunties or uncles or cousins that would rather bring you down. I'm Latina, so it's very common for aunties. Like I had an auntie say, oh, so you gained a little weight, huh? While looking at my stomach and I was just like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 I, I did. But it was just, it, but the timing happened I remember um, when I was about to graduate from law school, my mom was talking to her about it and she drops the, um, you gained a little weight. And I'm like, well, I did because I was stressed over exactly. studying. So yeah, I ate a, little, a couple too many donuts. But um, you have to draw your boundaries with those individuals. She mm -hmm. will be in my life, but I'm not going to be over at her place every weekend to hear her berate me. Yeah, absolutely. Be careful for people like that if it's your time to shine. Like, I, I have serious issues with little. You know, like, oh, I see you, see you. Oh, my, with your little business, you know. Fuck you. Ain't nothing little about what I'm doing, dude. Do you think it, because, you know, they listen to y'all, it makes me think about the, the crap in the bucket mentality. Mm. <clears throat> I and, just Sometimes, um, do you feel like people sometimes are, you have people that's conscious of it and people that's not conscious of it? Um, and what I mean by that, because like, you know, I was at, at a church one time and we were talking, they were talking about poverty. And, you know, poverty initially starts in, as a mind frame. Um, so one to first to get out of poverty, you got to change the way you, the way you think. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in our, our communities <clears throat> we have a poverty mind frame so although you might be enlightened and, and you you wake up and you're like nah this isn't what I want and this is more to this and yeah your, your team that's all you know 
and then you try to step out on your on your faith and it can get lonely out there if you don't have nobody to support you because you try something that doesn't work and then you you don't have nobody to like don't worry about it can cheer you on you sometimes you can kind of find yourself back in that circle again because that's your that's your comfort zone um and sometimes you can come across you think somebody's saying stuff but they have a poverty mind frame they're not mean meaning to be negative but that's just their mind frame at the point like you know what I'm saying so they're not conscious of they having that that crab in the bucket because they don't see nothing beyond what's in what they have in, in their their life going on because they don't there's no evidence there's no um there's no examples because we in the, especially in that community is, is more of like um show me mm. don't tell me about it mm-hmm. show me yeah. um and that's why especially if you in um urban communities the the first your first heroes you start seeing like you visually besides TV and radio is probably going to be your neighborhood drug dealers because mm-hmm. they having the materials and stuff like that so it's like the show me part mm-hmm. so what um i have noticed even my transition sometimes is when okay i want more and then or you supposed to get this new set of friends but when you step out and things don't turn Things ain't happening as fast as you, you expect. Because normally when you say, I'm going to do something. And ideally, you think it's going to automatically pop off and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then you sometimes you need that support system. You don't you don't have no one that's on that same mind frame. You end up being back in the same circles. And then, like you said, you have people say little slick stuff. about and, and So do you think it's just they consciously doing that? Because they can still love you. Mm-hmm. But not knowing or not consciously knowing that they also... It's it's uh, I guess you say hating or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. That fancy ass word she just used. Ber- what you say? Berating that one. Berating, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure her aunt loves her. So you think? Do you think it's a, a, a conscious thing, a subconscious thing, or is it? I think it depends on the person. Um, I think that sometimes it is unconscious, and, and it's they they're projecting their own fears. Mm. onto you of you're going to succeed you're going to leave and you're going to leave me you're Mm. going to leave the family you're going to leave the Mm. neighborhood you're going to outgrow me Mm. and so they're waiting on you to fail I yeah I think so but subconsciously because when they see you they be like yeah you're doing your thing but in back of their mind or when you with somebody else behind your back yeah it ain't gonna work watch out so Mm. they're waiting for you to fail for like and, and yeah. they'd be the first one to say, oh, it's okay. But in the whole time, they were rooting for you to, f- to f- um, fail in the first place. Correct. And I think you'll probably see that more, I hope you see that more in family. <laughs> and that your family isn't doing it on purpose. But there's always um, individuals. They're in- there are individuals within our own company that they're just always, they're passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And they're just backhanded compliments mm-hmm. and things like that. And you're just... That I think is purposeful. I just um, that's just jealousy. Yeah. It's pettiness. I like how you say that backhand compliments. Nas had a he on he had a song he had a line that says, um, "It must be nice." I hate that line. It sound like hate that mm. when they said it must be nice. And when he when I heard, it, I said, "You know what? That that do sound like when they, it must be nice. It sound like subliminal hate right there." So I, I like how you, your your, um, your comment. But I mean, so what can we do? Um, 
I, I guess we only can do our part for my mom, Frank. This is our part and to try to. That's all we can do. And just hope that we are exposing those of like backgrounds maybe to a different type of behavior. See one, teach one. You know, so if we go out in these communities and talk to these people, hey, this, hey, that, it gives them a resource or a different view, you know. So do what you can. You can never do anything to change the whole world. But you can take the small steps needed and hope that someone's looking at you who has the ability to make even more of an impact and who will replicate your behavior. Great. Just keep on talking. Um, I think especially this year because it's an election year you hear a lot of people who don't want to talk about social issues or politics and they're like oh i don't want to have a disagreement you're not going to get along with everyone you're not going to have the same opinion as any as everyone Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. it's Mm. part of being of growing you know as a person um and i almost feel like the non- minority community keeps on saying that to keep us quiet Mm. so that we don't talk to each other about Mm -hmm. how how it feels like for me being told in a dollar store to go back to my country when I'm American Mm -hmm. to not share our stories with one another Mm. it's almost like a way of silencing us because they feel uncomfortable about the fact that we notice these issues within society. So just don't let them silence you. No. Do not let them silence you. And there's strength in numbers. Mm. A beautiful thing happens when we gather. You get results. Yeah. So don't 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 be quiet. And just because someone else is uncomfortable because of what you're saying and because of what you've experienced, fuck them. It's not my job to make you feel comfortable. I'm telling you what I've been through, what bothers me, what the challenge may be, and how can we come together with these differences for the better good. But I, I don't have anything to do with you being uncomfortable with what I'm saying. I don't care. Mm, I like that. So to put a period on everything, to to the conclusion, poverty starts off as a state of mind. And, um, just start the conversation. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. She likes to bother him, people. I know. She can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> she can't help it. So poverty is a state of mind, and um, to in order to, we all have to do our part to fight it, um, to chip at it. Um, also, we gotta understand that we have to, we have to be aware of the people that surround us mm-hmm. and their intentions. Consciously or subconsciously, um, on their mind frame about <clears throat> their future, because if we're not on the same alignment, um, it's not going to work. And um, I don't know. I think it's a good conversation. Uh, it's a start. Like you said, you have your organization. What is it called again? Responsible. What's the group? Oh, so the the committee within the organization we work for is the Social Responsibility Mm -hmm. Committee. But the United Nation has put together a list of 17 goals, which are called the Sustainable Development Goals. Okay. Which has the potential, should people adopt these behaviors, to eliminate a lot 
of what it is is becoming what's the word I'm looking for extinct can I say that if it's not sure yeah that so it's supposed it's for the better good it's to raise awareness um, to have and create a more sustainable world because at the rate we're going with climate change which is another conversation I guess we'll talk about that another day uh, podcast land but to to make it to to improve it I like it I like it um, any closing words before we can get out of here Neighborhood. Okay. Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> she talking about uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Neighborhood. Neighborhood. Nip. Crenshaw. Um, fight the man. Fight the man. Neighborhood. Fight the man. Is your boy O? Another successful podcast with um, smoking mirrors. We out of here. Peace and love, like I always say, is about elevation, motivating, celebrating. Peace. That part. <laughs>